0: The decision on which the report is based. Now, let's take a second step into the brain. From the ability to report awareness to the ability to decide that we have awareness. If we can say that we have it, then prior to speech, some processing system in the brain must have decided on the presence of awareness something must have supplied nonverbal information to the speech machinery to the effect that awareness is present or else that circuitry would not be able to construct the verbal report all studies of awareness whether philosoph- philosophical pondering, introspection, or formal experiment depend on a decision making paradigm. A person decides is awareness of X present? Do I have a subjective experience of the greenness of the grass? do i have a subjective experience of the emotion of joy right now do i merely register in the sense of having access to the information that the air i am breathing is cold or do i actually have an experience of its coldness in my throat do i have a subjective awareness of myself All of these introspective queries are examples of decisions that can be made about the presence of awareness. Here I would like to clarify exactly what I mean by a decision about the presence of awareness. Suppose that you are seated in front of a computer screen participating in an experiment. Images are flashed on the screen, one after the next. And your task is to indicate the color of each image. If it is red, you press one button. If it is green, you press a different button. The information that you are conveying by button press The information that is the subject of your decision concerns color, not awareness. You are probably also aware of the colors, at least at first. But after a few thousand trials, you may go on autopilot, pressing, responding, doing quite well, while your conscious mind is elsewhere. In my experience, it is actually easier to perform a task like this when awareness has partially or even entirely left it. If the images are flashed very briefly, or are very dim, you may deny that anything was presented. But if I force to guess the color, you will probably be able to guess above chance. In that case, information about the image is present in your brain and can even result in a verbal report or a button press, while at the same time you are unable to detect a conscious experience attached to the color. Merely being able to report that a visual stimulus is present is of a certain color has a certain shape or is moving in a certain way is not the same as detecting the presence of awareness. A relatively simple machine that shows no evidence of awareness can be designed to detect low-level features. Yet we humans can also detect and report on the presence of an inner experience. Now imagine that the task is changed the same type of image is flashed on the screen but your job is to report whether you have a subjective experience of the image you must introspect and decide if that special intangible stuff awareness is attached to the image if yes you press the response key if not naturally you skip the key press Now, the determination is not the presence of red or green, but the presence of awareness. If the image are presented slowly and clearly, and you're not overtaxed with thousands of trials, you will probably decide that awareness is present with each image. If the images are flashed too quickly or too dimly or if you are distracted from the task, you may fail to detect any awareness, any inner experience attached to the images. The purpose of these elaborate examples is to isolate one specific type of decision. The brain can certainly decide whether something is green or red, big or small, important or unimportant, dangerous or safe, complicated or simple. But we can also decide that we have within us conscious experiences of those things. Whatever the specific property of awareness may be, it is something that a brain can detect. We can decide that we have it much has been learned recently about the neuronal basis of decision making especially in the relatively simple case of visual motion suppose that you're looking for at a blurry or flickering image and are asked to decide its direction of motion it can drift either to the left or to the right but because of the noisy quality of the image you have trouble determining the direction By making the task difficult in this way, neuroscientists can slow down the decision process, thereby making it easier to study. This decision process appears to work as follows. First, the machinery in the visual system constructs signals that represent the motion of the image. Because the visual image is noisy, it may result in conflicting signals, indicating motion in a variety of directions. Second, those signals are received elsewhere in the brain by decision integrators. The decision integrator determine which motion signal is consistent enough or strong enough to cross a threshold. Once a threshold is crossed, a response is triggered. In this way the system decides which direction the image is likely moving.